Welcome to church. As, as I said, it's great to see you here. Uh, it's uh, so good to see you on Christmas morning. Christmas is a great time to celebrate, isn't it? I hope you've already experienced something of that today. Um, and uh, I hope you can continue that through the rest of today. It's a great time to celebrate. So we celebrate family, food, presents, and of course to celebrate the news of the very first Christmas 2,000 years ago of the birth of Jesus into the world. Uh, Christmas has always been a time for songs, right? Songs and poems. Um, we're going to be thinking about a famous Christian song or a poem from the Bible uh, today. We're going to think about that today. And you've got that in your leaflet. You can see it there. It was written hundreds of years before Jesus was born. But it gets read out every Christmas. If you've been around sort of carol services or churches around Christmas time, you'll be pretty familiar with this. Uh, you'll be pretty familiar with this um, poem. It gets read out because it speaks so clearly about what Christmas is all about. But you see, the surprising thing about this Christmas poem is that it starts uh, by talking about darkness. It starts by talking about darkness. Uh, we had a blackout uh, here at Carol's. Who was here for Carol's last week? Wave your hands around if you're here at Carol's. I don't know if you remember, we, we finally figured it out. Mr. Jack really helped me, the investigator guy, he really helped us figure out. If you know, don't know what we're talking about, ask us later. It was a great night last Sunday night at Carol's. But we had this unexplained blackout here at church at the Carol's night. Uh, and Mr. Jack finally, the investigator guy, helped us out uh, by plugging the, the, um, plugging the electricity switch in and, you know, they came back out. But uh, I, maybe you had this if you're down here on the south coast. Uh, my family had a blackout last, I think it was just last week, just not long ago. Anyone here else have a blackout down here? There was a big kind of thunderstorm. We had a bit of a blackout. Uh, how does it make you feel, right? How does it make you feel when you kind of have a blackout, especially for you kids? Um, it might kind of make you feel a little bit scared. I know there were a few kind of scared folk around our house with the thunder going and the, and the lights sort of all gone. Um, darkness can be pretty scary, right? Darkness can be pretty scary. Uh, there's a, the, the person who wrote this famous Christmas poem from the Bible, the person who wrote it, knew that. He knew that darkness could be scary. And this is how he starts his poem. Uh, it'll come up on the screen. This is how he starts his poem. Uh, he says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Those, on those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Friends, Christmas... Christmas is good news, but it's good news for people who are in darkness. It's good news for people who are in darkness. Uh, but this isn't just talking about what we had last week at Carol's or what you might have had in the blackout last week. It's not just talking about the lights, lights going out. This kind of darkness is an even deeper sort of darkness than that. Uh, there's another kind of darkness that happens when we know the world's not the way it's supposed to be. We know the world's not the way it should be. Maybe when things happen out of your control that make you feel scared or alone, kind of like some people in my household were the other night when the lights all went out. Uh, it could be it could be things in your own life, maybe things you hear happening around the world. Maybe you felt this kind of darkness out there. And if you have, then today's a good day because Christmas brings good news for you. Christmas brings good news for you. But friends, maybe though also, maybe in your kind of quieter moments, maybe in your quieter moments, you realise that it's not just darkness out there. Uh, there's also a, a kind of darkness in here. Uh, not just the wrong out there that happens to us, but the wrong we do to others, the wrong we do to God. 
the way we ignore his good and life-giving rule, the way we refuse his lights. That's the kind of darkness that this poem speaks into as well. And if that's you, it may be for you that this Christmas you feel something of the darkness out there or perhaps even something of the darkness in here. Friend, Christmas brings you good news today. People walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoiced at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. Of course, this Christmas poem doesn't, isn't just about darkness, this great famous Christmas poem. It's not just about darkness. It starts with darkness, but the great story of Christmas, actually the great story of the whole Bible, uh, is of a light a light that overcomes the darkness. Uh, you, you see up on the screen, uh, we'll see, uh, I'll flick through these pictures. There's some pictures coming up. Uh, these are pictures of people celebrating the end of World War II. Uh, celebrating the end of World War II. And uh, they, you can just, uh, just look at the pictures for a second and you can just see the relief, can't you? And the real joy that's on their faces. It's so natural, it's not forced. It just kind of flows out of them. Uh, they'd been through terrible things. So this wasn't a kind of fake, shallow happiness that came out of them. They'd been through terrible things. Uh, this was the joy who, of people who had been in darkness, who had been scared and lonely and felt despair, but had heard the news that the darkness had been defeated. They'd heard news of victory, news of peace. That's the sort of picture the Bible gives of the kind of effect that Christmas has this in this first early Christmas poem. Not a shallow kind of happiness that can't cope with the darkness of this world, but a deep, lasting joy that knows the darkness, but that also knows of a bright and indestructible light. The kind of joy that made these guys dance in the streets, right? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of deep darkness. A light has dawned. So the people who hear this light, the people who hear about this light in the poem we're reading today, this part of the Bible, the people who hear of this light rejoice. Uh, as if uh, They rejoice as you're reading it, if you, you might have picked up. They kind of rejoice as if that uh, they'd heard news of the defeat of a great enemy who had enslaved them. Uh, the, this news that they heard of this coming light brought them freedom from slavery. It brought them peace. Uh, this great poem that we've reading, we're reading, though, it goes on. We're going to read the next bit of it now. It doesn't just talk about the kind of deep joy that, uh, in the face of the world's darkness, is possible through hearing of this light. 
it gives a reason for it. It gives a reason for it. And uh, Abby's going to come and read the last part of this great poem to us now. For to us a child is born, for to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Uh, in general, though, we're pretty suspicious when people promise big things, right? Sometimes your experience can be like this. I don't know if you've had this kind of experience. You hear about big promises, but the reality is pretty disappointing. Uh, there's some things coming up on the screen. Maybe this has kind of been kind of something of your experience. Look at the packet. Look how beautiful that Christmas tree looks. But then, you know, have you, has anyone done this? You open up, you try and do it, and oh, the reality is so disappointing. Uh, or maybe something like this. Oh, here, here we go. Here again. Uh, gingerbread house. Perhaps this is you. Maybe you can identify with this. The beautiful thing on the outside, the promise that is given in the packet, and then when you actually try to do it, and then uh, you feel actually more like just making one of these. Uh, this is, yeah. Uh, there we go. There's a gingerbread house. Easy. Done. <laughs> uh, or maybe uh, this is another, this is one, uh, another really uh, good one of mine, uh, a favourite uh, that I saw. Um, maybe you've spent a lot of time putting your Christmas tree up and you see the, the pictures of Christmas trees on the packet right or on the TV and then perhaps your experience is more like this. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, and one more, one more, and this is just to give you nightmares, kids. Uh, sorry, it's, I mean, it's not, not that bad, but, you know, uh, perhaps it's going to be hot later today, so maybe you're looking forward to uh, going grabbing an ice cream or something down by the water. It will be hot later today, um, but just hope that you don't get an ice cream like this. Oh, there's an ice cream that will kind of give you nightmares, won't it? There's SpongeBob with his, his all melted out and refrozen, and it's, it's just not good. <laughs> But sometimes our experience is like that, right? We have uh, things that promise something great, but they just deliver, well, a, a kind of freaky SpongeBob ice cream. <laughs> Let's get rid of that picture, actually. You don't want to kind of mess with your mind too much. Uh, <laughs> but it's worth asking, though, isn't it? We, we've heard this morning, this, what Abby just read and what we heard earlier, it is an incredible promise, it is an incredible promise, and it's worth asking, is this great promise of light? And the more you've known the darkness, the more you'll know how incredible this promise actually is. Is this great promise of light kind of like that freaky SpongeBob ice cream or that Christmas tree or that gingerbread house? You know, does it promise a lot, but it just can't deliver? When you open up the wrapper, it'll just let you down. Uh, it is a nice thought... This poem that you have printed, it is a nice thought, isn't it? Actually, it's not just nice, it is breathtaking, if you thought about it. What is held out in this Christmas promise, it is breathtaking. But is that, the, the, the idea that darkness, the, the idea that all the darkness outside of us could be brought to nothing and defeated, the idea that all the darkness inside of us could be forgiven, and brought to nothing. 
wiped away. The thought that someone, as the carol says that we sung last week, the thought that someone could come disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. It is a beautiful, captivating sentiment, isn't it? But is that all it is? Is that all it is? Is it a nice but kind of misguided fantasy? Friends, this is why Christmas is such good news. Why today is a day of such celebration. It's news that changes everything if you will receive it. And news that changes everything if you will receive it. The story of Christmas, the story of that first Christmas, is the reason why this promise of light isn't just a nice sentiment, a kind of wrapper that doesn't deliver, but is instead a reality. A reality that can give you real joy in the darkness, a reality that you can bet your life on. Christmas tells the true story, the true story of lights breaking into the darkness. In history, in the real flesh and blood person of Jesus. Friends, this poem was written hundreds of years before Jesus came. Uh, but a child was born. A son was given. And that simple fact has sustained incredible hope in the face of thick darkness for over 2,000 years. Because this child wasn't just any child. This son wasn't just any son. He lived a life of love and light that is incomparable and that still shines today. But that's not the best part. This incredible light, as you read the gospel stories, this incredible light let himself be extinguished. This incredible light gave up his own life. Jesus died on the cross so that you and I could have our inside darkness forgiven and wiped away and be brought into his glorious lights, his inextinguishable lights. But the darkness couldn't overcome this light. Jesus rose again to new life and his resurrection is the proof and the promise that that first light of Christmas that happened 2,000 years ago will one day overtake the whole world and shine everywhere. There is that, 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 this, this promise that there will be an eternal kingdom of righteousness and justice where there will be no more darkness, no more fear or sadness or death or crying or pain where the world will come under Jesus as our good and life-giving ruler, our king, the wonderful counsellor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. All of that, friends, is held out in this first light of Christmas. I'm going to pray. A thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices, for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. We praise you, our God, for the light of Christmas that holds out this thrill of hope. Father, we pray for our weary world. We pray for ourselves. Please shine the light of Jesus brightly into our hearts that we might know and receive this incredible promise of light and life that Jesus brings. 
Thank you for Christmas. We pray that our celebrations today would bring glory to your name. Amen.